0: What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. Let's get into it. I'm really excited to talk about what we have to talk about today, and I have some exciting news that I can't wait to go over with you guys as well. What we're going to talk about today is a principle that's changed my life over the last decade. It's helped me go and do a lot of things that I really initially growing up and in high school didn't think I was ever capable of achieving. Um, And that principle is goal setting. Goal setting is so special and so unique because a lot of people talk about it and very few people understand it in depth or have a way to really go and implement it into their life. What goal setting does, it makes you acutely aware of exactly what you want to go and get out of life. That's the most important thing. You at some point go and realize this is what I want to do. And then you're able to actually go and achieve it. So I I dive into it in depth with Casey Ball in one of my episodes from this month. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go and tune in. But I'm going to talk about it a little bit here with you guys today as well. As far as goal setting goes, there is a right way and a wrong way to go and set a goal. You want to get extremely clear with what you want and you want to go have a very clear path to achieving that as well. But most importantly, you want to go and embody your goals to the point that when you're not thinking about them, you're thinking about them. Um, And I have a really cool way of doing that that I was taught by Casey Baugh that I'm going to dive into that I'm going to share with you guys. But before any of that, my goal setting journey, I guess you could call it in life, started when I was younger. It started when I was 15 years old in high school. I had never really thought about goal setting. I had always gone and said I want to do things, right? I had always said I want to go and accomplish A, B, and C, but I had never really looked into what setting a good goal looks like. Like, how do you go and set a goal the proper way? Um, and I never really took it as serious as it could be until Casey Baugh came around. When I started working for Casey Baugh, he had me go and implement a daily practice or a ritual, if you may, that completely changed my life. And I owe a lot of what I've done to this ritual. It's called Top 10. What Top 10 is, is every single day you open up your your notes, your booklet, whatever it may be, and you write down your top 10 goals in life. You don't go and reflect on that the next day, all right? You write it down, you leave it, and you forget it. The next day, you do the exact same thing without looking. And what that does, it makes it so you don't just go and get in the habit of copying what you put on the paper the day before, but you actually have to go and think about what your top 10 goals are. The weirdest part about this practice was the first couple weeks of doing it, it was difficult to think of 10 goals, which is crazy. Like It, it shouldn't be hard to think of 10 things you want to get out of life. But for me, it was difficult to think of 10 goals for the first couple weeks of doing it. After repeating this process over and over and over and over, it may seem mundane or sound so simple that it can't be that impactful. But what you're doing is you're completely rewiring your subconscious brain to go and achieve those things that you want. Meaning that brain that's thinking when you're not consciously thinking about something, that voice in your head that's always there no matter what, is now hyper-focused on the 10 things you want out of life more than anything else. So when a decision comes up, right, that you may not have time to consciously think about, you go and you make the correct decision that's in alignment with the goals that you have, right? It's very simple. Your subconscious brain controls 80% of your life, tying your shoes, brushing your teeth, driving your car, sending the text, whatever it may be. So if you can train your subconscious mind to go and act in alignment with your goals and what you want to get out of life, You go and you dominate. It's a superpower, if you will. What little success I have, I owe a lot of that to this simple, simple ritual and practice that I still do to this day. And I don't think a lot of people that are in a spot of success or who have achieved things or who are living fulfilled lives would be doing that if they weren't very clear about what they wanted. They weren't very clear about how they were gonna get there and they weren't thinking about it constantly every single day in their conscious and subconscious mind. So what I'm really, really excited to announce today, I think it's gonna be one of the coolest things I've ever done, I think one of the most beneficial things for others and myself that I've ever done. Me and the studio, we've gone and created what we're gonna call the top 10 booklet. And what this is exactly how I just explained the top 10 to you, it gives you a very simple way to go and implement this into your own life, where every day there's gonna be a section to write down your top 10 right? There's going to obviously be a journaling section as well. And then every week, you're going to be able to go and weekly plan or create an identity exactly how Casey Baugh talks about in the episode that we just went and filmed. I highly encourage anybody who is wanting to go and achieve more or wanting to go and implement these things we talk about, or they think it's a cool idea, but aren't really sure, go and do this. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you If you go and you get in the ritual of doing this, and all this booklet's gonna do for you is make it very simple to remember, very easy to go back and reflect on. If you can get into the habit of doing this, you will be blown away by the things that you go and accomplish within the next X amount of time, right? Go and train your subconscious brain to aim for those targets and crush that out of the park every single time. Something that was really cool with me when I started doing top 10, I remember very, very clearly. One day, Casey would have me send my top 10 to him. Um, and the mentor that he is, he would go and he'd read them and review them and everything. When I started, I used to write down these goals that I thought were huge. I, I could never dream of accomplishing. And I would write down something along the lines of make X amount by this age, right? And I remember I went and I made I, I, one of my t- first times doing top 10. I wrote down make six figures by 25. I sent it to Casey. And he responded immediately and he said, yo, yo, yo. He's like... So me then kind of reevaluating and thinking from his point of view, I'm like, okay, like do it by 21. At this point, I was 18 years old, right? Do it by 21 years old. And I had no idea how I was going to go and do it. I didn't even have full belief that I could do it, but I started writing that down every single day. And within one year, I had gone and knocked that off the list, which is is crazy. It's mind boggling. That's one of many stories of different things that I would put on top 10 that within five years were crushed off the list. And now going back and reviewing them, they seem so small and so little, but at the time they were everything like that. Those goals were preposterous. They were huge. They were terrifying. And now looking back, I'm like, dang, I could have gone way bigger and I could go way bigger. And now writing my top 10, they scare me still and they still seem impossible. But I know for a fact, if I just go and follow the steps that I know how to do, I'll go and check them off the list as well. So Make sure you guys go check out the top 10 journal. I think you guys will love this thing. It could absolutely very well change your life as it has mine. So I encourage anyone strongly to go check it out and look into it. And then for anyone else wanting to learn more about the importance of goal setting, because I think a big part of wanting to go and write down goals or believing in goal setting enough to go and take the time to write it down every day and buy a booklet to write down your goals, a very influential book called Goals by Brian Tracy completely changed the way that I looked at goal setting. It really went in depth and explained to me that not only are goals how you're going to achieve things, but also how you get the most fulfillment out of life. Goals are where you go and you, you can start working towards something that's going to bring you happiness. A quote that's really cool from that book that stood out to me more than anything when I read it years ago was, happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Basically, what that means to me is you find happiness when you're working towards something that you know is worthy, that you know you want, and that you know you... you you should be working towards, um, and realizing that you're progressing towards it. So I think the most important part of all of that is knowing what you want, identifying it, writing it down, and then tracking your progress towards it. So make sure you check out top 10. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you.
1: So top 10, the principle behind it is you are the author of your future. The things have two creations. You have a spiritual creation, then you have a physical creation. And so the spiritual creation is dreaming up the dream. And then the physical creation is going and doing the work to make that dream reality. But it it makes so much sense like when you think about architecture. Like think about just like grabbing a ton of materials and just going out and trying to build like a skyscraper in New York. And it's like, that just seems so asinine. You would never do that. You would, you would go, you know, work with, uh, with an engineer and you would work with an architect and you would build this perfect plan down to the screws yeah. before you physically went out and organized the, the metal and the workers and everybody to go build that building. And if you build the plan right, you're going to get a beautiful building. Um, And it's the same thing with our life. The If you can go build like so much of success in life is actually identifying what you want and having an opinion. And, you know, with, with art it or with life, it's an art and it's a science. You know, the science is like these are the fundamentals. These are the habits. These are the rituals that you have to do. A equals B, you know, A plus B equals C every single time. It's like the law of gravity, you know, and there's some of the stuff that's just a science. Yeah. But the art side is that all of us are different and all of us are lit up by different things and all of us have different passions and purposes. And that's where you, you kind of have to go identify what matters to me. And so many people never go through that process of actually saying, this matters to me. This is something I want. Either they're scared to say it or they just haven't spent the time. And so the top ten, it's a its a simple ritual that I did every day for a lot of years. And, you know, when I say I don't do it, I'll do it, you know, once a, once a week or something. But I did it every day, sometimes twice a day for a lot of years. And basically what it is is you just list the ten biggest goals in your life from scratch. So you never reference the previous day, list them out, and then I erase them. Yep. And the whole point is if, if somebody wakes you up at 2am, you should be able to list these things. And when you get to that point, they're, they're seared into your subconscious brain. And that's when like the world starts moving to make magic happen for you. Because just when you're not thinking, you're thinking about these things. Yeah. And so, and you know, when I hit one of those top 10, I, I would just replace it with a new top 10. And so it's this principle of like always having stuff that fires you up to get you going. So I'll, I'll tell you what I'm doing now. Um, I'll wake up and I'll meditate. Um, I, I have a specific ritual they'll do every morning. It's Tony Robbins meditation, the priming. Yep. I'll do it every morning. Um, and then I'll do three questions and I started off with 10 answers. Now I'm at like 60 per question. Um, I'm 60, 30, 30, and I'll, I'll rotate through a, a number of questions, but the first one is who am I? And it sounds so simple. It sounds like the most simple, but it's actually the most profound. Um, we act according to the way that we see ourselves. We, we, we will not, the way that you dress today is that somewhere along the line, you decided this is who I am. Tony, uh, Tony Robbins says the most
0: the most powerful force in a human being is acting in alignment with their identity. yeah
1: and whether it's your religion, if I'm a conservative person or if I'm a, a liberal person yeah I'm, a, I'm' I'm smart or I'm dumb I'm you know handsome or I'm not and and like we have these beliefs and we have these things that we, we get when we're little kids. And they screw us up really bad. We have these self-limiting beliefs that if you don't go root them out, almost like weeds in the garden, that they'll end up impeding the, the, what you do in life. And so on a daily basis, um, I will list from scratch my identity, who I am. And it started off with 10 answers, and now it's 60. And it's, it's amazing how just doing this from scratch, just like you would do the top 10, you get to create your identity. I, I'm, I'm rewriting my software. Yeah. I'm saying when I'm not thinking, this is what I'm thinking.
0: When when you went on Shark Tank, then Forbes went and released the article on you. Specific parts of that, like you went and talked about when you were able to go and pay off your your parents' mortgage, which was really sick. Because again, growing up, like we hung out at your house quite a bit. Yeah. I was always at your house. We were your parents were giving us coins to go and buy treats from the gas yeah, station. Yeah. Um, and like, that was really cool. Cause I never really read that in depth or understood that. How was that experience?
3: That was like the most humbling, grateful experience I've ever had. Like, um, yeah, you just, I'm super grateful for my parents. They've been through a lot. They've like always been supportive to me and, um, yeah, you just, you know, want to, um, sorry. Very no, good. Um, Yeah. Money is just an interesting thing. Like growing up, um, it's obviously not the answer to everything, but it does like cause stress on people. And um, yeah, with like health struggles and stuff, it's hard to um, see that, I guess. And so I was just really like, I just remember like leaving the bank that day and I'd gone to like Probably five different Wells Fargos, just like trying to get a banker who'd give me information, and none of them would. And I'm like, "Why? Like, why won't you let me do this? Like, I'm giving you money." (laughs) And they're like, "Who the hell is this kid? And why is he trying to pay off a mortgage?" They're like, "Do you have this number?" And I'm like, "No." So I went and dug through my parents' mail, and like, still couldn't find the number. And finally, I walked in with Savannah Vincent's dad, Steve, because he's a realtor. Yeah. He's like this big like guy and he's just like I don't understand why you guys won't help him out like and the guy was like okay fine whatever <laughs> and they wouldn't even tell me how much was left on it so I like I was like I don't I don't know I how have much an to idea, pay but I don't know like what to pay and the guy was kind of like oh I think this amount would be good and like winked at me and I was like okay and that's awesome yeah i remember like driving away from there and i was just like whoa i like it was a week before I filmed, I think, and I was like, I never ever would have thought like that spoon that I stole. Um, sorry, Frank, I was not.
0: Ugh, got no, me. You're good. My um, bad.
3: My bad. I never thought the spoon that I stole from my mom's house, like, would one day be able to pay off that house that the spoon came from. Like, that was crazy to me, and I was just like, whoa, like, I I don't even believe. Like, what is life? It's crazy.
0: Yeah dude that's but, yeah that's yeah Sorry. no you're good that's i love it man yeah. like that's that's the good stuff and like that's the part where a lot of people go and they have like a lot of people have goals or aspirations or whatever it may be at the end of the day like that's the good stuff like that yeah. that feeling is probably tenfold what you got out of shark tank even though that was like your pinnacle sure. of business yeah. success right it's a thousand percent so i think i think in hearing that a lot of people hear that and it's kind of overwhelming it's like okay like where do you start? And, and I think a lot of people have the idea of like, oh, it's a really good idea to go and be productive and listen to these things or read th- these things. What, in your opinion, first three, like three books start with these, that'll get you going the right direction and then the rest will fall into place. Because that's what I found is once you get going in the right direction, s- stuff just kind of compiles. Like it starts happening for you in a really weird way. But what would the, be the, those the first, first three? The
1: first book, 100% would be As a Man Thinketh because you can read it in 45 minutes and it's completely... I don't know of a book more profound than that book. I, I, I went back and, you know, we we adopted a couple of these little kids um, over, the, over the last three years. And yeah. we're always in this situation of how do you give to the birth mom without creating entitlement and enabling, you know— Like crippling or dependence. Yeah. And so something we came up with is, well, let's, let's do the book club, except let's pay a thousand bucks a book. You know, like (laughs) let's actually like give some homework and put the incentive big enough that it's like they can get it anytime they want to get it. They just have to go do some work. Yeah. And one of the birth moms, uh, her name's Brianna, um, Texas mom. She reads this book and she's given us the book report. And I'm just like, it's like my ears are on fire. I'm like, that's incredible. And I'm like, I've read this book a hundred times. Yeah. And it's like, I'm hearing it for the first time. And so, you know, that, that for sure is like, if you read that book and implement, it'll change your life. It's, it's just about, you know, the, you know, men are eager to change their circumstance, but they're unwilling to change themselves. Yeah. So they remain bound. And that's kind of like, that's life. It's, we want the outcome without changing personally, so we don't get the outcome and, you know, on and on and on just gems like that. Um, the second one that, you know, if you want to be wealthy, if you, you, if you care about being financially independent, which I have so many views on that, but I, I just think, you know, money is a magnifier to make you more of what you are. And if yep. you have a lot of money, you're going to be more of what you are. If, if you, <laughs> You don't know, want sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You're going to have more of those three things. But if you want to go make a dent on the world, you'll actually have a much bigger platform to go do good in the world. And so money's not good or bad. It just allows you to be more of what you are. Yeah. Um. But there's laws with money. And if you understand apply the laws, you'll be wealthy. And if you don't, you won't. Um. And most people aren't because the tax system is built to not make you wealthy. It's built to actually, like, redistribute cash to everybody else. And so the second one is just the mindset of wealth. And so I do think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. It's, you know, 70 or 80 year old book, you know, super profound. Um, And then the last one, if I was saying, Hey, you've got one book, it'd be seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey Um, live life based off that. Yeah. It's like the Bible of like effectiveness. It, it, you know, you, you basically have three categories of maturity. You've got dependence, which is, you know, you need your parents to cover your bills to get through the day, or you need the government to cover your bills to get through life. And, you know, as long as you're dependent, you're, you, you don't control your own destiny. If you're, you're, you're dependent on the, you know, the whims and the, you know, charity of others. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a time in our lives, hopefully, where we become economically self-reliant. And the, there's this guy named Nitin Nori, was the dean of the Harvard Business School. And he, he was talking about capitalism. He was, doing a, he was doing a podcast with Goldman Sachs. He was talking about capitalism, and he's like, people will say what they want to say about capitalism. But over the last 30 years, there's been over a billion people. That have gone from poverty to middle class. Over a billion. And it's because of capitalism. And, and he said. He said the truest form of dignity. That you can give to another human being. Is to teach them to be economically self-reliant. And so once somebody can pay their own bills. And they've got a skill that they can you know get by in the world. Without their mom. Without their dad. Without the government. Without charity there's a level of pride and a level of confidence. And you see this all the time in your job, but this was the spiritual side of doing door to door sales was seeing somebody like you that when we first met, you're dependent on your parents and on just kind of, you're, you're still a kid. Yeah. And then you, something switches where all of a sudden you get a skill and you never go back. And it's like you took the blue pill and you just never see the world the same. And this pride that you have that I don't need to ask from anybody else, that I'm independent. Yeah. And
0: but And it's a sense of control. It's a sense of like I you learn to understand that you you can make excuses and people might buy them, might. But at the end of the day, everything that's happening to you is happening because of you. It's a sense of
1: pride. Like, you can look yourself in the mirror and be proud. You can, you know, square up your shoulders, and and it's dignity. And and that's what, you know, Nitinori said. He said the truest form of dignity that you can give to another person is to teach them to be economically self-reliant. But then there's a third um, level of uh, maturity, which is interdependence, which means – not only do you have enough to take care of yourself that you can take care of others and you can give back to the community and you can give back to society. When, when stuff breaks down, it's when you have somebody that's dependent, whether emotionally dependent or financially dependent, that is with somebody that's when you have two people that are dependent and try to be together, it's just chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. you, And you play off each other's insecurities and, it's toxic. and weaknesses and it's toxic. Um, but when you have two people that are independent that choose to be interdependent, that's where the magic happens. But you have to, like, be independent before you can choose to be interdependent. A hundred percent. Anyway, so that's that third book. And that's seven habits. Yep.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, As always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time.
2: Hold up.